and we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because Joey, Dallin, and I, well, we're vain. And we like to listen to ourselves talk. No, we don't. Yeah, you do. I, I, I just like talking. I don't like listening to myself talk. I just like talking. I'm vain that way. Shut up. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name. S-A-U-J-I-N. Hi. Yeah, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a fun night. I'll explain why in a, in a little bit. Introducing you to everybody, of course, as usual. Top left-hand corner of North America, Calgary, where it's um, it's summer. I guess it's safe to say. Dallin, hi, good evening. Summer right now? Well, I mean, but technically, give it no, give it another couple of hours, and sorry, I'm just I'm looking out my window here and. Yeah, we got some gray stuff coming from the north. Please tell me by gray stuff you mean clouds. And not snow. Clouds, yes. What those clouds contain, yet to be determined. Fair. Down and to the right into the Midwest of the U.S. Hi, Bridget. How are you? You, you didn't have you didn't, you didn't have a, a house drop on you and, and curl up your toes or nothing, right? No, no, no. no. But it is thundering here. I don't think we're going to get anything. It's just teasing I'll take that um, advisement lightly and uh, continuing on all the way over the border across the pond over to Paris France Joseph good morning good morning glad you're able to make it man how are you holding up uh, better than last week I'll try not to fall asleep this time <laughs> well, I appreciate it. no I'm you know for well I'm, I'm much more concerned to, to find out you know Health-wise, you know, I try to check in with everybody, but being that you were a little bit, uh, well, like you said, you know, sleepy last week, I'm just kind of concerned if, you know, if you're doing okay this week that, you know, it's not like you've been too overstressed or anything. No, just getting old, I guess. I don't want to hear it. You know what? I don't, I don't want to well, hear it. Y'all are babies. Five zero this December. Wah. Yeah, well, you know. Where? Everybody, everybody. <laughs> I'm I'm older than all of y'all, so there you go. It, not combined though. Well, not so, combined. No. That's that's uh, as far as we know. <clears throat> Would this be happy? We assumed you were younger. Sure. Yeah. Let's go with that. Aww. Well, we did. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. Anyway, so. Yeah, it's good to be back with you guys. Uh, of course, as you notice, Joey is not with us at the moment. Uh, considering, uh, well, Dallin and I, of course, you know, we've we've got the show that we did last night. And um, uh, Dallin, considering what he was talking about, about being, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, uh, slow basted, roasted out in the sun. Uh, I'm kind of figuring he's probably, you know... Uh, yeah, I'll just go ahead and have myself a little something to drink, and water is good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. I'm guessing, which is perfectly understandable. Yeah, I think, uh, I, I think by this point, medium rare is. Huh. Yeah, yeah, medium, medium 
or so far in the rearview mirror, you, you, yeah. Yeah, Joey was doing some, uh, Joey was doing some, some serious mechanical stuff, and he was out in the sun a lot, and, um, yeah, so I'm expecting that he's probably, you know, sleeping it all off, getting as much fluid into him as possible, because, He well, better be. yeah. Yeah, because there's only three ways that we can get fluid into him properly. It's either down his mouth, uh, via IV. I don't really want to talk about the other one because um, GI information, I don't really want to talk because... And... Yeah. Look. GI is not government issue in this case, so... And not only that, but if you, if if we're at that point... yeah. Yeah, that's yeah I, yeah. I believe the term uh, "go down swinging." Um, I don't think they've de- no. I don't think okay. they've developed a body armor yet that anyone could wear to protect themselves enough to try to administer it that way for him. No argument. Yeah, the, the, there there is no hazard pay. No, no, no. Anyway, so you all can try and figure out exactly what we're talking about, and chances are. You got it. Uh, you're welcome. Have fun getting that out of your head for uh, for the rest of whatever. Of course, for those of you that are you know with us live, feel free to you know add in over on the over on the live chat. Stephanie did see you just before we went live, so hi. It's good to be it's good to be back with you guys. Um, you're not talking enemas, are you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm gonna have a drink on her. Okay. I'm just I'm just drinking my cold coffee. I, I brewed it that way. Shit, I ran out. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I learned. Okay, really quickly before we uh, before we have to actually get moving along, I learned something uh, medically speaking on on um, Tumblr today. Yes, I, I follow various social medias. Um, I don't know if you've ever known about this one, Dylan, and uh, apparently. Getting juiced up with uh, caffeine is one way of doctors help patients who are ADHD-type personalities. Because the amphetamine-type hit kind of helps to even out what the brain's doing and calms the brain down that way. See, I remember um, an old TV show. Oh, and uh, TP, desperate, by the way. Hi. Sorry. Yeah, D- Desperate Housewives. I don't know if you ever heard of that show. I vaguely remember it from once upon a time ago, I think. Okay. Anyways. Um, For what? There was one of the mothers in that, or one, one of the ladies in that show, she was a mom, had three hyperactive kids. Hmm. And for her, there was just, there were not enough hours in the day. She, she basically didn't have enough spoons to do anything. Yeah. And somebody else said, you know, hey, you know, why don't you sneak your kids Ritalin? Because for an adult, Ritalin apparently is like a supercharging. It's it's like, you know, drinking 500 cups of coffee. So I could kind of see it. Okay. Yeah, she, she ended up overdosing and hallucinating and uh, had to go through detox. Um, but for a while there, she was really, really productive. Man. Which is kind of like, you know, um, Sam Kinison's recommendation of having sex while on amyl nitrate. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. 
probably. Yeah. I'm sorry. It'll, it'll take a few years off your life, but you know, it's the bad years, the ones at the end where you're like, can somebody change my sack? Yeah, that's a that's a that's a different comedian, but that's okay. You know, and and now I'm just thinking of all the reports that I remember about back in the '80s, where parents got really, really, really worried about their kids in you know the summer or the spring when they gave them you know antihistamines and they were bouncing off the freaking walls. Oh yeah, there's a small percentage of uh, people that that happens to. It doesn't make you tired; it makes you wired. Yeah, my kid does oh. one of those. See, when I had allergies and they prescribed stuff for me, the, the one that they gave me back in the day was something called chlortriplin. Uh, not familiar with that one by that name, at least. No, really, that's well, that's what I got. And th- that stuff there, yeah, <laughs> the prescription warning on that one was the letter A, which meant do not operate heavy machinery. Always mm-hmm. a good, uh, always a good plan right there. Yeah, but, uh, the trouble is, I had to start taking that stuff in March because I was still in school. You know, springtime allergies. Chlortriplin would knock me the hell out. Yeah. So there I am going through class, kind of. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Big fog. Like, yeah. Did you have a hard time sleeping? Uh, no, I'm on medication. Yeah, that'll that'll do it. Yeah. Um, I, I, when 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 Claritin finally came out and was available for me, oh yeah, yeah. You, you want to talk? Okay, okay. You know what? This is why science. Oh yeah, because the first the the first treatment is not necessarily the best treatment. Nope, nope. That's kind of the way that it is. Uh, TP, let me uh, let me let me really quickly explain. Uh, the the spoons thing for anybody that uh, doesn't really know about it. Ah, yes. The 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 concept of the spoons uh, it goes back uh, a couple of years. I, I don't remember where it originated, but the idea is that it's a metaphor for trying to get through your life when you've just got so much mental energy. It's been a, it's been associated with spoons. You've got a certain number of spoons that you start off every day with. Let's just, for argument's sake, say it's ten spoons. Not everybody has the same number of spoons, but everybody's got spoons. And it takes a certain number of spoons to accomplish things. Uh, for instance, you know, you want to have cereal in the morning. Oh, well, okay, you know, it, that one's an easy one. You know, that's one spoon, because, you know, you have a spoon. All right, well, you've got, a, you've got another spoon later for dinner that's kind of reserved, because you're going to have soup. Okay, so that's... Two spoons. You got you got eight spoons left for the day. And those are kind of, you know, nice and easy things to do. If you're kind of socially anxious, maybe going to work, you know, having to take uh, public transportation is, you know, two spoons worth of mental energy. Uh, so you're down four. Well, actually, that's six because, you know, it's two getting to work and then it's another two leaving work so you got you got you got kind of four you know four left uh maybe you got to deal with bills and going out shopping maybe that's another well that's social so that's another two that you got to be dealing with so you're you're down to maybe two spoons left for the rest of the day of stuff that you're dealing with but 
maybe there's an extra bill that you didn't anticipate or a friend needed to call you for something. Maybe that's uh, three spoons instead of two. Well, there's one spoon kind of left over so far, so you're you're doing okay. But maybe that one spoon kind of had to be, you know, taking care of yourself for, you know, maybe getting ready for bed or just getting dressed because you listen to the news and, well, first thing in the morning and, okay, that's, that's, that's your ten spoons. Well, now what do you do? You kind of start borrowing spoons ahead and it just kind of builds up until you've just borrowed ahead too many days and you got nothing left and you just need a day of just recuperating from everything some people that's a weekend for some people it's literally an entire weekend of trying to rebuild all that and it sucks Dallin and I both know somebody who has explained it to us that way, deals with it that way, and without naming names, uh, if ever they happen to come across this particular item, thank you for explaining it to us. We don't always recognize it when it happens to folks, but we try. We really do try. You know, I don't know who said it. I think, yeah, you know, I was talking with my, I believe I was, I was talking with my sister not too long ago. Uh, I'll, I'll type it over and I think so you, you remember who it was that explained it to us. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I, I know exactly who it was. Okay. Um, no, what I was saying is uh, like, when you're talking about um, it being a thing. I honestly think my sister also brought it up in conversation not too long ago with me because we got to talking about, you know, like, you know, the isolation, all this stuff. And I, I'm positive. She said, you know, sometimes there just aren't enough spoons in the day. And I'm like, I'm like, okay. And I can't remember if I used it when I was talking to her, when I was in the hospital, which believe me, they ration more than food there. Yeah. Ration your spoons too. Um, but yeah, knowing that, um, it's a little more of a common phrase than, um, yeah. than just our circles. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a good thing. Yeah. You know, that, that, that means that there are people out there who get it and uses it. Yeah. And, and maybe some, maybe some of us who are, you know, uh, more normal as in we you know we have you know the the average allotment of spoons if you want to go by statistics um us acknowledging that and realizing you know what that means and we know somebody who either doesn't have as many spoons or has to use more per day because of things you know and recognize that when they say i got no more spoons like gotcha that's, that, that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. So for anybody that kind of feels like you've gotten to a, a, a low power moment or you're running on fumes, I, I've used those expressions before, because for me, it's not a matter of spoons. I'm fortunate that way. 
I don't run out of spoons. I just run out of energy. And it's a, that's a different thing. So for those of you that I got to deal with that, we get you. We get you. So with, uh, with that mental chicken with everybody, I've got, uh, I'll just go ahead and uh, get us rolling over here. Uh, we will have a horrible scope because I, I did work on that again this week because, you know, I felt bad that I hadn't just stuff. So let me go ahead and get you rolling over here for uh, tonight's show. So with uh, five minutes on the clock for you for tonight, your, uh, your five minute freestyle starts right here. And that's uh, reallocation. Yeah, I know. It's kind of a big word, a little bit of a word. Anyway, I've been seeing a lot of folks who've been very upset with the whole defund the police mantra and, and just not getting it. See, reallocation is really what it's all about. But that doesn't, you know, that doesn't exactly work real well for a marching chant. You, you try to work with that. I, I've marched in 5-4 time instead of 4-4 time for a drum solo. Yeah, th- this doesn't work the, the same way. So reallocation is really what it's all about. It's about making sure that the money that's being used, the money that's already being paid in, is used in a way that is much more beneficial. So let's start with this one first, because sometimes dealing with macroeconomics instead of microeconomics is, is, is better. On the macro side, at the federal government level in my country, the military budget is equal to the next, last I remembered, the next 15 countries combined. Consider that a second. 15 other countries. Their military spending is what my country spends per year. And that includes countries that are, you know, ostensibly friendly with the United States. As in, they won't intentionally pick a fight with us because they they recognize that, you know, we'll be back, you know. But that's a song from Hamilton. Why? See, that's that's a big question, and there's a lot that goes into that that goes back through history for 50 years and probably a little bit more right now. But that's a history lesson for later. We've talked about this. But the question is, if you took some of that money back, instead of 15 countries, maybe bring it back to, you know, half of that, eight other countries. If Joey were here, he'd be able to let us know exactly how many countries were actually, you know, shooting at each other simultaneously in World War I, for instance. And kind of put it into perspective of, well, you know, the same amount of military as eight other countries combined. Yeah, we can we can we can handle that. But what would you do with another 
let's let's just pick a number because it's pretty close. Four hundred billion dollars. Four hundred billion dollars. U.S. funds. Admittedly, in some respects, it's not worth the money that it's printed on sometimes. But leaving the economics aside, four hundred billion dollars is a number that we can't conceive of. But we're pretty sure the kind of things that could be done with it. Medicine. Housing. Education. So now let's take this onto a much smaller scale. Local police forces. The disparity between how much money they get versus housing, healthcare, education, the arts. It's exactly the same kind of thing. The amount of money that goes there far exceeds the other pieces. And if you take that money and you slash it in half, what are you going to get out of it? healthier people and not just healthy in the body but mentally let's just call it spiritually as in they've got a driving spirit moving them forward but really taking the money that's already there and moving it into a new bucket there's nothing wrong with that and really, the only people who are really upset about that are the ones that have got a dollar to lose. It's a shit reason to keep people down in the dirt. This is episode 319 on the docket, Your Honor. Wooly bully. Oh, Dear Lord me, this whole episode ended up starting because of the phone cast this week. Because I ended up having somebody who decided that they were going to call up at the end of the show. And instead of having a nice discussion with me, decided that they were just going to bully me into a position to agree with a proposition that they were throwing at me that I said I could neither accept nor deny because I don't know how to even parse the position that they're trying to postulate. I know, I know. I've got two pop filters over here. I can use the letter P all I want. So, you know what? Whatever. Piss off. So, we deal with people like this on too many occasions. Like I put in the show notes, the people who are considered alligators, which is actually a ham radio term. It comes from the people who have got these really great, powerful radios that transmit all over the place. They could transmit and, and literally transmit and bounce their signal off the moon down onto the Earth and talk to somebody halfway around the globe that way, or even all the way around the globe if it's in the right spot. Uh, but they've effectively got no ears, so they're not listening. So we got to deal with these people once in a while, and we're going to kind of try to figure out for ourselves, what do we do with these people who just don't want to listen and want to just chew our own ears off? Because 
I kind of need a little bit of closure from Tuesday. I'm sorry I'm vain that way. Whatever. Shut up. Uh... I do have the uh, I do have the horrible scopes going to be coming up in a moment. However, I I did go looking up information. I don't have anything new on Rafe Badawi's condition. We do still have uh, a lot of social media that's calling for his release. However, as of the recording of tonight's show, since we have nothing new, it has now been eight years, twenty five days, since Rafe was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes. Our hopes and our thoughts are still with you and your family. We are still here, and we are still waiting. So, with that covered, uh, Joseph, are you going to be able to uh, join us on the on the scopes this week? Psych. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. I'm just pulling up the link uh, in the chat. Perfect. All right. I got it. Okay, cool. All right. So with that then, ladies and gentlemen, here are your horrible scopes for this week. Remember, if you know what your astrological sign is, perfect. If you don't, ask somebody else to help you with this. We can't help you beyond that because uh, it uh, it doesn't really much matter. Just play along. It'll be perfectly fine. Let me kick you off over here. Aries, it's time to scrounge up some of that much-fabled spare money for your next car repair. Uh, which one to prioritize is the question. Headlight fluid, blinker flint, uh, screen window replacements. You're not going to go for the Naugahyde seat coverings, though, are you? I mean, do, do you have any idea how many little baby Naugas they have to kill to make those things? The cute little innocent things grown up there in East Quag. You're horrible. You're just a horrible monster. Don't Don't do that. Dallin, it's all yours. Uh, okay, Taurus. We all know you're a diva. But for crying out loud, get out of the limelight and into the sunlight for a change. Look, we know you need the D if you're going to stay healthy. And that's vitamin, not sunny. And not the other one that could get us demonetized. Oh, wait, we're not monetized. Shut up, don't push it. I, no, 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 I, I didn't say anything. Oh, uh, hi, Bridget. Hi. Gemini. So, your bad dragon order is finally shipping, huh? Don't worry, you can get to the mailbox before they find out. Of course, that means you're still going to get weird looks from the delivery person. But that leaves one question. Do they recognize the address from the other deliveries or their own purchases? There may be a new relationship in your future. Cancer. With the lockdowns all over the place, time to have a little practical joke time. Shave your head when people ask why, tell them that you're cancer. They'll mishear you, say how sorry they are, and you can milk that for as long as you want. Don't do your eyebrows, too. This way, actual cancer-treated people will know how to kick your ass for it. It's, it's, it's true. There's, it's, there's, there's a true in there. Um, just uh, just be on the safe side, by the way. Uh, Bridget, do you, do you know uh, who Bad Dragon is? No. Good. Leave it that way. Leo, <laughs> your answering machine is full. More importantly... 
why the hell do you still have a Radio Shack duophone dual cassette telephone answering machine? How the hell are you still able to find audio cassettes? Why in the blood-soaked Protestant hell do you still have a landline telephone? You can you can blame Dallin for that last piece right there. That that was his beat of inspiration. I regret nothing. Keep keep going. Keep going. Uh, okay. So Virgo, a drinking problem would make you more interesting. Not not a drinking problem like. Wow, look at them getting drunk and falling down. But more like, I don't think I'll ever get over Machu Picchu. Just put your partner in charge of getting your, getting your life on autopilot for a while. Libra, we've got a job suggestion again, but you might not want to talk about it on social media this time. Train conductor. But it'll be for a direct-to-video movie production company in California producing videos for a very specific clientele. At least they don't produce VHS copies of their movies anymore, okay? You might want to bring a raincoat and wellies, just in case. Scorpio, you have a wild imagination and often think you're being followed by the FBI or CIA or MIB. Good news! Your paranoia has been justified. Try to breathe less in public so you don't leave any stray DNA to be picked up and cloned. Might want to think less so that Echelon can't pick up on those loud thoughts, too. Good luck. You know, um, I, I know the expression is I regret nothing, but um, uh, ask me about this. Ask me about stuff later. Sorry. Such serious. The world is your oyster. Hard on the outside, tough to open without special armored gloves and a knife. Gross organics in the middle of a beautifully colorful interior. And people still expect you to just up in the thing and swallow it whole. Yeah, yeah good luck on that. Capricorn. If you have a spare $300 million... You could spend it all on the lottery and make back your investment if the payout is over that same $300 million. Sounds like crap odds? Well, sure. Because you'll want more than the three hundred to make it worthwhile. Then there's the odds that someone else will hit with you too. Plus taxes and a 30-year payout, and the publicity, and the people grubbing for handouts... How about not playing the lottery and just buying a can of iced tea instead? And for the record, um, I believe in this context, uh, we're talking Canadian iced tea, not that stuff uh, you guys have down there. Watch it. <laughs> Lady, I've been ass. there. I've drunk that. I can speak from a level of experience. So screw you. I know Kung Fu, buddy. Yes, I know several other Chinese words. So I was going to say, as a matter of fact, I I know 15 damn good Chinese insults. No, you don't, because we've tried to memorize them and we keep failing. So, you know, I've got picks to prove it. 
sub there. That's fair. Who's Kung Fu? Various. <laughs> Your keys are missing. Normally, not a big deal. Just look for them in the last place you would look for them, and there they are. You always find things in the last place you look, so start there, and it'll cut down on the time. The trouble is the last place you had them was in your upright piano, and now you have 88 of them to fight. Everyone told you being a musician was going to suck. I see. The only way you could love yourself more is if you lived in a disco ball warehouse. Someone close to you will tell you back to back away from all those mirrors, but gazing at your own reflection keeps you out of everyone else's business. Kissing yourself in the mirror like an amorous parakeet with cute at a at a first uh, at a fur con, but less entertaining at work. And that's all true. And those are your horrible scopes for this week. Uh, feel free to. Let me know what uh, works questions? for you. Sure, yeah, go right ahead. Uh, later, not not now, because we we've well, got we've this, got business things this, to do. This, 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 uh, I just like you to explain the autopilot joke because in well, have you been over Machu Picchu? Nope. Yeah, that's that's why the the reference doesn't work for you. It's it's a it's specifically a reference to um, airplane. Movie. Okay. Yeah. Double whoosh. That's. Got it. You know what? We'll we'll give you we'll give you information about it before we yeah, leave. Yeah, it works. It works in reading it, but um, well, reading it like with your eyes, but uh, reading it online. It's okay. I'm not sure that. And this is why context matters, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Yes, it does. Anyway. Um. Okay. TP uh, had just uh, said, what's worse, actual sweet tea or poutine? We're not going to answer that, but there is something that came up recently. Somebody had suggested uh, last night, I think it was, that you could replace gra- uh, you could replace the uh, gravy on poutine with chili and it would be improved. I countered that with, that is already a thing that's called chili fries and no, that's 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 not what you're supposed to do. You're changing it from one thing to another entirely. So, what's worse, uh, actual sweet tea or poutine? Um, I'm gonna say. Okay, if I if I really have to go ahead and say which one is worse, uh, that would be Pepsi with uh, with uh, peanuts. That's 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 worse. <laughs> that that's worse. Because Pepsi is just carbonated battery acid, and you can't convince me otherwise, so screw you. All right? I do add some sugar. Uh, yeah. yeah, there is that. And if anybody wants to know which one is the, is the superior cola, yeah, White Rock. There's some people who have no idea what I'm talking about. I don't even know if they exist anymore. Whatever. Don't worry about it. Just stay away from RC. That stuff's nasty. Uh, it could be. It is nasty. <laughs> and that was a big thing in the South was RC cola and moon pie. <laughs> Just no. There is actually, believe it or not. Okay, I know we're completely off the subject for a moment, but I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to stay upbeat for a, a couple more moments over here. Did you know? Did you know that there is actually an open cola project? 
where people have been taking the old late 1800s Coca-Cola recipe and re-engineering it and doing and recreating the closest to the the original Coca-Cola recipes, minus the cocaine, might I add. And it's the kind of stuff where once you've got the syrup, you can leave the syrup in a cold, dark cabinet for literally years. Yeah, that's, that's a real thing. Check that out on YouTube sometime. So for those of you that have got those uh, soda stream units, yeah, you could you could check that out sometime, I'm sure. Of course, the people who've got the soda stream units are the ones that don't know anything about seltzer bottles. Mm-hmm. But you know, CO2 cartridges, screw me. Whatever, never mind. Anyway. Duck Dodge Dive and Dip. Great delicious. What are you talking about? Duck Dodge. I'm not. You know know what? Screw you, man. I'm Italian. If there's one thing I know about, it's food. Trust me. I have the girth to prove it. Sadly. I'm Italian. Whatever. Anyway. So like I was saying for uh, for tonight's topic. Yeah, I had to deal with somebody who was a, a, a positive tool this week. And oh my God, I honestly, I honestly didn't know what the hell to do with this person. I really did. And I, I really regret that I did not keep recording so that I would be able to listen to it later. I, I really, I probably should have. But, you know, what do they say? Hindsight. You know what? I don't know. No, 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 that's, 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 yeah, no, not going to say that. I, I just should have. But, boy, you got to deal with these people once in a while. And we know who some of these people are. Perfect example. Dallin, who was it that Bill Nye went ahead and had a basic pay-per-view event with just so that he could say, guys, (laughs) what's going to convince me? Evidence. I believe that was the um, wonderful tete-a-tete he had with um, Ken Ham. Yep. Once upon a time. Yep. And the reason I'm pausing is that now that I've gone ahead and and, um, and pulled that one out, I'm sure at this point a whole bunch of us are just like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, there's also this other one and this other one and this other one. And we don't even have to get into politics before we get into another one and another one and another one. And for me, it's annoying because I know full well that the common factor for all of these people that I can think of just off the top of my head is, sadly, they are religiously ideal. Crap, what's the right terminology I'm looking for here? Religious ideal ideologue ideologues? Ideologues. Thank you. Yeah. I, ideologues. Yeah. I, I almost I almost I almost got it. I almost got it. Maybe I just I need to have a little bit more a little more demagogue. coffee. I'm sorry. Dogmatist? Demagogue? Dog dogmatists. That's 
I think that fits, but I'm not familiar with that. It sounds like it should be the right term. A, dog, a dogmatist? It, yeah, actually, that does work. That's an actual word? Um, you know what? Let's go with it. I don't care. Don't look it up. Don't bother. It, if it isn't, it should be. It's, it's, I'm, it's, I'm, it's I'm a, a, <laughs> it is. for inventing words. Just so you know, it is. Good. I was afraid it was going to be a sniglet. That's not going to be on the test later. You people nope. are not supposed to know what that is. Okay, not not one to uh, not one to completely def- um, appeal to authority. Yeah. But when the first um, when the first two entries uh, in my search were from Merriam-Webster and the Cambridge Igna- English dictionaries, respectively, that works. Um. Yeah. Like I said, not really one to appeal to authority, uh, but to me, uh, Urban Dictionary, Urban Dictionary is the Calvin timeline Star Trek compared to actual canon. Um, change my mind. Um, I'll leave it at that. Uh, point point of order, Your Honor. Um, it's, it's, um, Kelvin, as in the temperature scale. That's what I said. That's what I said. You said Calvin. It may have come out, it may come out sounding like Calvin, but I actually did try to say Kelvin. Okay, because I, because I was waiting for the Hobbes to follow it up, and it's just like, uh... That'll be the next series that comes out on HBO or CBS or wherever the hell it's going to sit nowadays. That, that could be, you know, Okay. Okay, if that Sorry. Star Trek series has a whole bunch of furries in it, that's the Hobbes timeline. Uh, well, the the uh, the the original cartoon series had uh, had. Uh, you know what? Moving on, moving on. Because oh, yeah, and total sideways. I'm sorry, just. I, I was gonna say if I ever wanted to bitch slap somebody in Second Life for that for that particular thing, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Joseph. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. What was that? Oh, just a stupid joke. Don't worry. No, that's the NCC. Well, the NCC Kelvin exists, but not the NCC Hobbs. Uh we're we talking about Star Trek. Briefly, <laughs> the the okay, okay. I know this is ex- this isn't exactly on topic, but the idea that the USS Kelvin. Well, wait a minute, Kelvin or Kelvin. Kelvin is what it was called. Well, yes, but I'm I'm just thinking to myself if if there is a Calvin, but there's no Hobbes, that 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 would actually be right on. You know what? Um, I should have been ra- you know I should have been rationing my coffee better because I think I've just kind of over medicated myself. You know why German people don't like to wear Calvin Klein underwear? Almost literally translates to new fetus. Can be klein, klein of the Deutsch, klein, klein. I don't speak German in any way, shape, or form. Okay. So. Okay. We'll just go with that. Perfectly fine. So, okay. Back on topic, maybe. We'll see how well this works. Uh, I 
like I like I told uh, like I told uh, uh, the crew before we got on the air, uh, I I put out a request for someone that I know we know collectively who would know a little something about dealing with people who contact a show that you're on and well they're basically tools and they just want to talk and they just want to talk and they just want to talk and they don't want to listen and the problem is this isn't something that always happens with just shows like ours where it's you know well fortunately we don't we don't have that problem because we don't have call in on this show you know on on the sister set yeah we do but but the idea that we got to deal with these people and it's not necessarily with talk shows we got to deal with them in real life and sadly this whoa you know i just i just realized where i was about to go at this point was going to be with you know when family gets together for special events or for holidays and i just suddenly realized oh wow uh th- there's a lot of that that's not going to be happening nearly as much for a little while more well i mean here at least sorry excuse me but traditionally that's when we've had to deal with family that's kind of um yeah we don't usually talk to uncle bob cuz you know he's um not the nicest people but he's family so we have to invite him just as the expression goes just don't ask him about the war just don't don't talk about the war so we got to deal and we got to put up with these people but how do we keep it from well how do we keep it from getting personal without sliding into a Godfather reference. Feel free to help me out here, guys. I'm saying they want it personal. Yeah, don't look at me. I haven't done any family gatherings in years. Well, that you've you've got good. Um. Yeah. My ex-father-in-law My- was that person. And unfortunately, he wasn't an Uncle Bob. He was, he was the dad. He was my father-in-law. So any kind of family gathering where it was just him. Uh, oh, and also he was a, a career alcoholic. Um, anytime he would a come out to visit alcoholic? us. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what he did for a living. He, he, he worked in construction and he drank. Okay. Hopefully. I've never heard of making a living off of alcohol. <laughs> yeah, that's that's usually the antithesis this is, of, of... This is living. the guy who would... When he came up to visit us, he wouldn't stop at our place first. He would stop at the nearest liquor store to pick up a 2-4 beer. And then he would drive to our place. Enjoy. And when we And when we came to visit... Uh, well, to, to say my in-laws were insecure about us traveling would be the mother of all understatements. Yeah, before we had cell phones, 
before we had cell phones, we had to every time we gassed up, and there were there were a couple of there were a couple of towns where we would gas up because that's where the thing is. The wife would go hit the payphone, call them, and say, "We're here. We're at this place." Then when we got the cell phones, well, then necess- we didn't necessarily have to, you know, we still had to stop for gas, but we didn't have to have a quarter to, you know, use the freaking uh, use the freaking payphone. By the time we got there, like literally by the by the time we got home and pulled into the driveway, he was bombed, completely polluted. And the excuses for it was, well, you know, he, he worries about you being on the road. You mean the road we've driven four times a year, almost once per season for the past 20 years. I didn't buy it. Yeah, I can't say as I blame you. And you know my old you know the expression I used when I first started getting on this show was how many times do you yell at a brick wall before you realize I'm yelling at a brick wall? <laughs> that arose from my conversations with him. Because he was very staunch in his beliefs. He's also the only person I know personally who was formally excommunicated from the Catholic Church. Oof. Yeah. Does this have anything to do with the communion and wine? Oh. <laughs> I, you know, I... I never asked. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't exactly know what he did, but you know, the, the funny thing was, even after that, he still, he still kind of clung to the whole, when, when things got religious, he actually did go back to the whole Catholic side of it uh, more often than not. So, yeah, I found that. Um, wow. found that very interesting. You know, thinking about it all these years later, having having grown up Roman Catholic because, you know, immigrant Italians, what are you going to do? Yeah, whatever. Uh, um, Thinking about it all these years later, I really didn't think about it in the terms of, wow, um, everybody's sipping from the same uh, cup. Um, That's... uh, that's a that's a that's a recipe for communicable diseases right there. Um, yeah, I never th- I never thought about it in the day. Well, to be fair, oh God, we're gonna have to. It, you, you've got those you've got those holy baptismals and those you know fountains of holy water and the 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 crying statues and we've talked about those. Yeah, and you know. Really, if yeah. if you've grown being dunked in or have drunk that stuff, this virus we got going on right now, you don't have to worry about it because your immune system is like it's freaking Superman at this point. <laughs> yeah, if only. Yeah, fair enough. So yeah, the, um, 
Wow. But I guess to my point is that people who argue that th- that kind of thing, I, I think they want it personal. I mean, they, they want to do the ad hominem. They want to do they, they want to do as much damage as possible because they know they really don't have a they, they don't have an actual argument to stand on. Well, it's like um, it, 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 it's they're just trolls. They, they they want the reaction because I mean your reaction well, validates their existence. Some do, but and I think others just they, they they get their hackles up. And oh god, I remember a bit from Henry Rollins where he would engage somebody in that kind of debate, and he would he would go full Socratic on them. You know, like he would use the Socratic method. You know, ask the questions lead them down the path. And what he basically said is that usually that path ended with the guy's fist connecting with his face because he had, the guy had nothing left. He, he finally reached the conclusion, but the mind refused to yield. So what do you do? Well, if you can't punch the guy, you hurl as many insults at him as you can. Because honestly, if you've got them down to that, there's nothing left. Yeah, you've won. I mean, yeah, and what they'll say about it, they will be an absolute dick about it, but you've won. Yeah, I really, uh, you know, hearing uh, hearing the idea that um, uh, they want it to be personal. I never really thought of it in those terms. You know, this, uh, this, this person that I dealt with, and I will be honest, I have no idea who the hell they are. I blocked their number, so, but, but I've still got the number because, you know, I'm not, I'm not so much of an idiot that I'd get rid of the number because just in case, and later, anyway, the idea that they want to make it personal That's really interesting. This person said that um, they had, they had done a lot of reading, a lot of studying. They asked me if I had read, uh, if I recognized uh, a particular author's uh, name, and I admitted that you know, yeah, the name was familiar. I don't know anything about him off the top of my head, and they've read the bloody bloody blah. They've done all their research. They've called into the atheist experience of Austin on many an occasion. And here, here's here's the thing that that drove me up a wall. Although I kept it nice and nice and calm and cool, they said that um, that there is no such thing as an anti-theist. There is no word that has been used in modern Western descriptors for this kind of thing. And I went ahead and I said, well, wait a minute. I know for well I've heard this from, you know, the atheist experience of Austin. He jumped on me on this and said, don't be quoting them as an authority figure. And I had to, hold it. And I had to say, I'm not hold it. I'm not quoting them as an authority. I'm quoting them as an example. 
because they have used it and they have explained it. And that's why I'm trying to explain to you. There are people who say there is a God. There are people who say there is no God. And then there are people like me who say, I don't know, because nobody's shown me either way, yes or no, convincingly and definitively. So I'm in the middle. I am a theist. I should actually keep those squatted together. Sorry. I am an atheist. I am not a theist. I am not an anti-theist. I am an atheist. I am not convinced one way or the other at this point because nobody's been able to demonstrate exactly one way or the other so far. And I was a theist because I grew up in Roman Catholic Church. Remember what I said earlier? Hi, Italian immigrant family. Yes, Brooklyn. Yes. Shut up. Anyway, uh, so, you know, so this guy, I knew full well, he was not um, really arguing from a from a, a really good point right there and wasn't interested in a discussion. Like I said, his his thing of you need to answer this yes or no. Are you willing to commit to blah, 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 blah. Wait a minute. The, 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 the question sounds like it's got some really weird. I want you to commit one way or the other. Is it yes or is it no? <laughs> I, I can't answer that because the question seems ludicrous and I, I have too many questions about and just hammered and hammered and hammered. And you're right, you know, somebody like that, it's a matter of making it personal. Because they think they can break you so that you will bend the knee to whatever religion they're trying to represent. Basically, they want you to give up yeah, your, they're they're they're, they're being bullies. Your self governance. Uh, yeah, don't believe. You know, it's it's it's, it's funny you say it's, that because it's, it's that's it's title. Believe, you know, yeah, but <laughs> it's they want you to give up your mind. Yeah, basically, your your ability to make decisions for yourself. They want to make all the decisions. Yeah. For you. If you don't believe in my God the way I believe in my God, then you're going to go to the hell that my God created. Oh, you can insert any fucking thread in there you want. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm being, I'm trying to be very generic in, in what I've just said there. No, and, you know, and or, it makes sense. Or, or it could be if you don't bend the knee to my God or my way of thinking, we'll kill you or we'll, we'll make your life a living hell. Yeah. I'm expecting that it's, we're probably going to end up with uh, exactly that kind of thing happening on this show and future versions of the phone cast because, you know, well, you know, uh, what's, what's the equivalent of, of uh, religious white knighting? Religious what? White knighting? I think they called that the crusades and they didn't go so well. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. yeah that, there's that. Well, but I mean, you've got the, the atheist experience, uh, you know, like 15 years of examples of what you're going to get already. So that's true. You know, that's true. And it, after a while, it does get kind of tiring because it's, uh, well, rinse and repeat. It's basically the same behavior pattern. So that's why these days I tend to look at the behavior pattern and uh, the why of, and from where, the why and the whence of 
why people would rather uh, let somebody else decide everything else for them than think for themselves or be responsible for their own existence. Yeah, that's damn annoying. So basically, when you got troll callers, yeah, well, it could be um, yeah, getting personal kind of thing. But I mean, um, basically, they're trying to turn you into a clone of them one way or the other. I don't think it, it's more simple than that. I think it's just a matter of that person wanting to say, well, I'm right and you're wrong. Yeah, I definitely got that. Amounts to the same thing, and I, I think it's hard to get simpler than that. You know, yeah, to you know, uh, to 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 turn somebody else into a mirror image, my way good, everything else bad. Yeah, what was really funny was that at one point I was trying to I was trying to get a a, a word in edgewise at the time too, and and try to try to say to this guy, why. Are you picking on my show that has, what, maybe five viewers? Possibly? Maybe? If you're really this a big-time star, why me? What have, you got to, what have you got to gain from me, of all people? Now, I know, I know, we've got a little bit more than, you know, five people, but, I mean, on the phone cast thing, um, nah, nah, not, not yet, at least. But it's not about you at all. No, it's, it's not. You're right. Um, exactly. Because, um, you know, they're they're okay. I don't mean to sound no. Go for it. Go go go. Wrong go. way, but go. But they're looking for an easy target um, because their goal is, um, you know, if they can convince you or break you or whatever the goal is. Um, well, they're they're basically only validating themselves. No, I got you, and and you're you're exactly right. When when you were you know trying to hedge on this, I kind of had a feeling that's where you were going to go, and it's it's a thought that I had also considered, and that's you know that's 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 one of those things where you know now I kind of having experienced that for the first time, I wonder how many other uh, how many other shows tried to get themselves off the ground the same way that as you know these kinds of shows and got basically punched the same way and decided it's not worth the hassle there's no way of knowing that and that would be really sad to find out that even one show ended up having that exactly happen You know, maybe there's... Well, you, you, you're not a mind reader. No. So. No, but it... We do, we do our best to, to determine the motivations of whoever we have um, uh, across from us, but... Uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to predict that kind of Yeah, but like you were saying, you know, these these kinds of things happen in cycles, and, and they have what seem to be typical patterns. So it's, you know, you, you follow these things often enough, you kind of get a feeling for what tends to be the, the commonality, the continuous threads of what these people seem to be doing and 
saying and how they're saying it and what they seem to be trying to get out of it and kind of put together a, seems, a, a list. It's, it sounds condescending as hell, but I mean, um, I don't know, I've been in the atheist, I've been following anyways the atheist movement since probably close to 15, well, for quite a while. But since the beginning, you know, I noticed, um, you know, in every video appearing on YouTube, you know, across all the media, I, I see the same argument appearing at the same time across all media confounded. It almost moves in waves. Like, for example, when they were talking about the, uh, uh, they were trying to use the uh, the second law of uh, thermodynamics. Thermodynamics, yep. And like all of this appeared at the same time, and then uh, the the that's that annoying argument that uh, against quote unquote atheist countries, you know, basically yeah, comparing Pol Pot, Hitler, and uh, yep. And the like to, to atheism because atheism, all this stuff just appears at the same time, or the the laws of logic, a, a term that never ceases to annoy me. Um, yeah, because like, what the fuck is it anyway? <laughs> but I no, mean, I... all these opinions, it's just appearing. It's like you see it in one place, and you just all across the web, you see it all happening at the same time. And I really think it's a, it's. It's people, it's like a network of behavior pattern imitation. I don't know what to call it. No, uh, let me, let me, let me, let me postulate this one past you because uh, what you're talking about makes exact sense. Um, Because I was also thinking I'd seen times where these seem to come through in a wave uh, and uh, the, uh, uh, hell, what the hell was it? Uh, the Kalam cosmological argument. That one, every once in a while, rears its ugly head again and again, and, and the whole thing. So here, here's here is an idea for you, and I'll kind of put this up for all of you guys for this one. It's kind of like fashion. Stuff rotates out every... As far as fashion is concerned, there seem to be waves that end up happening every roughly... 20, 25 years, where stuff 20, 25 years in the past influences ahead so, you know, the next generation finds the things that they found attractive and they pull it forward and and put their own twist on it. But in this case, talking about these items that have been refuted a thousand times, but all of a sudden somebody thinks that they've got a new twist that makes it worthwhile, so let's go ahead and do this, and suddenly oh, there's this new thing, so let's go ahead and everybody use this, because this is... Oh, what do you mean it's the same thing? And don't even realize it, and it just keeps cycling over and over and over. It reminds me of an episode of The Thinking Atheist, where one of Seth's old friends called. And he he was ready to... He he was going to win. He he was going to convert Seth back to his good old Christian ways. Oh, one of those friends. Okay, gotcha. Oh, yeah. I, I wasn't um, sure where you <laughs> No, no, no. Um, but he he said, you know, like, okay, look, I'm not going to do these appeals. I'm not going to do this. I've got something brand new for you. 
And he started going and he started, you know, like he eventually got down to, you know, you know, I'm weeping. I'm trying to save your soul. And I mean, he got really emotional. And what it boiled down to was exactly what Joseph said. SSDD. Huh? Same stuff, different day. He just, uh, you, it's true. You, you can wrap it up and repackage it any way you want, but at the core of it, it's still the same pile of horse manure that you had to deal with the week before. It's like, oh my God, it's, I, I honestly think of, you know, the, the, the mustache twisting villain, you know, the, <laughs> I've got them this time. And it's really just a variation on the same crap that you keep trying. And well, it's, it doesn't it's not, work. With the mustache twisting villain, that's the, the person who's um, the origin of all this bullshit, who knows full well, you know, what he's saying is bullshit. And then you've got the people just writing it. Um, I don't know, I almost say these people are victims. But anyways, yeah, but just spreading this, you know, um, leader says, oh, this thing, try this thing, this thing works. And, you know, followers just uh, imitate, rinse and repeat. But this is why I'm always talking about survive by imitation. I mean, what we're watching these behavior patterns. Oh, by the way, that applies to fashion, too. You've got the, the creator who makes something, and then you've got the people, the, the consumer that uh, that uh, that either adopts or rejects or whatever. But, I mean, it's the same behavior pattern again and again and again. Well, okay. Uh, I... Mm, okay, I, I... For me, fashion isn't quite the same thing because it's not so black and white as we're putting it. I know, but well, right. But what I, I, I just, yeah, I just want to, I just want to kind of put there that uh, for me, fa there is an art to fashion. So fashion for me is much more a a personal fun. I think might be the best way of describing it. It's it. You know, you know what, Gucci I, doesn't. The Gucci, I think the, the difference is in the, the, uh, it, the survival by imitation is a human trait, okay? So in fashion, they take advantage of that, as does religion, as do corporations, anything. But it, um, the degree of greed, I suppose, in fashion, uh, at least until we it got into the corporate stage. Um, uh, so yeah, long as so much Gucci, Gucci does not want to rule everything in your life. Gucci does not want you to have your a Gucci house and everything Gucci, Gucci, Gucci. But uh, whereas religion does, and I was going to say religion, uh, Gucci does not want ten percent of their in of your income. But um, yeah, no, they, they want more. Have you seen how much that stuff costs? <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah. <laughs> First off, you have to have a decent income to even afford the shit. So, yeah, that's already, uh, what, 90% of the, the population excluded. Yeah, and let's not even... Bridget, I'm, I'm hoping that you're going to laugh at this. Yeah, let's not even talk about the uh, the lime green codpiece wrapped in bubble wrap going down the, the 
um, the fashion walkway. I mean, we 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 don't need that. Oh, you saw. No, I, I'm, not, no. I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I haven't seen that one. I'm probably glad that I haven't. Yeah, pretty much. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. Shit. I don't understand. No. That was back in the 1990s that somebody made something like that. Yeah. W WLT was like totally taking off of uh, Japanese manga. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. Well, yeah, it didn't last very long. But at the time, he was the only one doing anything. New, so. Well, of course, it didn't last very long. I mean, how 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 many people would be able to restrain themselves from going over and actually just popping the bubble wrap while that's on the model at the time? Come on, that sounds exciting. I do. Okay, we did mm, not 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 get in the middle of this one. Organize a party around. Nope. Next week. Next week. When next week we do. Okay, social distancing though. Uh mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a whole other thing. So anyway. So okay. Yeah. Um and by the way, uh, Seeker was right. You could see you can just see the look Seth would be given during that conversation. Uh yeah. Yeah, no, this happened yeah. a long time ago. Um but I, I remember listening to it and Yeah, but he still had the same pipes, man. I mean come on. Oh yeah, yeah. Um and I'm sorry, I just realized that um, my, my audio levels have been peaking a little bit too hot. Sorry about that. Mm. Um, but, but yeah, um, what, uh, I, I can't remember what, what, what fallacies or appeals this guy was using. He claimed he wasn't, but once you distilled down what he said, it's exactly, it was exactly that. It was just, you know, let's see if we can spin it this way. You know, the, the, the trouble is, even a dodecahedron only has so many sides. And yeah. once you've exhausted them all, you're kind of boned. Crap, I'm trying to remember how many sides a dodecahedron has got. But, but, but that's my point, is that, like, to the, to, to the savvy debater, to the one who's listened the most of this kind of stuff. And these are people like Dillahunty, like Andrews, like R and Raw, like, um, Oh God. Uh, he used to be called Mr. Atheist, but he's, he's something else now on YouTube. Um, or, or even bionic dance for that matter. You know, the, these people, um, they've heard it all before. And no matter how many times you try to spin it, or repackage it, or send it back out. It's the same crap. And I remember asking myself one time, like, what happens when your magazine is empty with your with your arguments? Like, w when you've exhausted all your ammunition, what do you do? Well, apparently a lot of these jokers, they just reload the clip. They, they, sorry, they reload the magazine. I, I, if Joe was here, I know, I, I know. He'd, he'd be all <laughs> pedantic on me on this. Uh, but basically, reload, slide the bolt back, and try again. Yep. By the way, you've got a you, uh, you've got a, a helping item over there. Oh, do I? If it's not working on you, then they'll try to use it on somebody else. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because the 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 whole point is, you know, validating themselves. Because I mean, it's hard to describe. It. I mean, the world must be 
a strange place for somebody who doesn't decide the value of anything for themselves. I mean, but you know, I won't, I won't go back into my diatribe. But I mean, just like being <laughs> responsible for your own survival. Yeah, uh, there's a um. Oh, sorry. The world looks a lot different. There, there's a you there's I remember watching this one video I, I can't remember who it was but he would he would go after these arguments and of course they would repeat the argument and they would repeat it and repeat it and finally he just developed a catchphrase where he basically and I know he recorded this years ago but it's just basically he screams out hey moron effing moron we've been over this and yep. This is, this is the thing. It's like, when are you going to get it through your head that you've done this, we've debunked it, you lost, deal with it. But again, it, it comes back to, and eventually it would become the personal attack or the fist to the face if they could actually see you. The mind is... I, I almost think it's psychological. It, it is, it is a, it's you trying to, it's you deprogramming them. You break them down to that level, but the hold is so great that they have no choice but to lash out either verbally in a personal attack or physically. If well, they can. Already, already the fact that, um, you know, if the goal is to, to make, uh, the person across from them exactly do exactly as the same uh, as they do um, anything you do outside of that or anything you do that would put that into question um, it basically makes you a threat and really the only variation from then on is, is the degree of their um, their sense of danger um, their panic level, whatever you want to call it, yeah, it's yep. how high they feel threatened. And yeah. I mean, seriously, if you look at the reaction of some people uh, when you even you're just discussing, you're discussing things, concepts, and all that. And but it would seem that uh, some of the more indoctrinated uh, that um, questioning their their beliefs, that it's like their reaction is almost on the same level as someone facing certain death, it's almost, it, it's very disturbing. Yeah. Now hold, hold that thought a second. Cause I'm going to use that. Uh, Dallin, uh, Stephanie had said, uh, the person you were probably thinking of was Jimmy snow. Yeah. Again, um, listen to him once in a while. Uh, been a while since I've checked out his videos, but I know, I remember that he changed his name from Mr. Atheist to Jimmy snow. I just, I, I couldn't uh, remember it, but yeah, thank you. Thank you for pointing that out, Stephanie. Okay. She had also said, uh, that I need to compile a list of YouTube vids refuting the fallacies so I can just tell the caller to go and watch it then. Okay. Uh, I will not do that because I have been on the other end of the, well, what you need to do is just watch these, these videos. They'll explain mm -hmm. everything that I'm trying to, and it's a, it's a, like a, a six video set that are like an hour each. And I'm just like, you yeah. know what? No, no, I'm, I'm, I know these things can be actually compressed into like 30 seconds, but if, 
I can't explain myself, there's no reason for me to point them to somebody else. And, and, and I, this is where, yeah, and, and this is where I have, I take a huge umbrage and exception and offense, if you will, to anybody that says, quote, just Google it. Yeah. Or, quote, educate yourself. Yeah. Or, quote, I don't have the time. You stop right there. If you are the one postulating this claim, if you are the one that is telling me that this and this, 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 you better have the evidence in your back pocket. Otherwise, buh bye Yep. Uh, because, yeah, it, it, I'm not going to, like you said, I'm not going to sit through six hours of video to look for a two-minute segment that is, I would say, taken out of context, most likely. Um. And it's, you know, like, like I said before, when, when it comes to anti-vaxxer, the second you say the word Wakefield, buh-bye. Yeah, there's a... Because, hey, moron, effing moron, we've been over this. Yeah. Uh, Bridget, how, how often uh, in your medical career, uh, admittedly, you're a little bit older than we are, so, you know, things... Uh, all right, so I'll put this into context uh, specifically for you. Uh, it, during your medical career, uh, how often did people tell you that if you didn't understand how to uh, deal with a specific... Uh, medical item that you should uh, alter this to it, <laughs> or or ask Jeeves it, or or you know Yahoo that, or never Nor- Northern Lights. Or try well, to think because of it's, a, it, no, it's because it doesn't roll off the tongue the way uh, Google it does. Yeah, Gopher. Uh, not not that anybody remembers Gopher Veronica, yeah. for instance. Well, then you've got, um, you Aren't know, you? nowadays you've actually got um, just duck, duck, go it. Oh, you ever heard okay. Of that one? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just, yeah. No, duckduckgo.com is another search engine. Uh, apparently it's, it's coming up there. Yeah, there's that. And, and Stephanie. No, I mean, we would ask each other stuff. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's kind of what you do, uh, and Stephanie. No, I'm I'm not I'm not talking about that. I should have you know six hour videos to to throw some. I've had people. I have had people who have literally suggested that I watch a fifteen part, uh, uh, creationist series on YouTube so that I would better be able to understand the arguments that they were making, and I've actually had to tell them. Once I figured out what it was that they were pointing me to, if it was if it was like a two minute, three minute video, I'd be willing to entertain it. But once I figured out what it was, I told them, "Look, I want to know your explanation. I want you to tell me in your words what your argument is. I don't want you to tell me what somebody else's argument is because they're not the one that's dealing with me right now. So, otherwise, bye bye. No, I I want to be able to. I this is going to be a little bit vain on my part or or prideful on my part you know wh- whichever one i'm going to hell anyway whatever the hell. that i want to be informed enough that when somebody says whatever it is and it's another one of these rat items you know refuted a thousand times i want to be able i want to be knowledgeable enough to be able to say that crap because blah, that's that's now out. What else do you got? That's what I want to be able to do. Now, there's a piece that uh, uh, just was kind of stepped away, so I'm, I'm 
I want I wanted to kind of wait for him for a little bit, but I, I'm afraid that he might fall asleep on us again. I don't want to miss out. So he, here's the thing. Uh, the idea that how do how do how do we best uh, describe this one? The way that he was describing it as people who have a certain mindset, very myopic, uh, very myopic uh, set of ideas, and anything that contraindicates those is viewed as a threat. I don't remember who it is that said it. It might have been Carl Sagan. If it can be destroyed by the truth, it deserves to be destroyed by the truth. And I may be misappropriating, uh, misquoting it. I may be misattributing it. But the concept is still valid. So these people who that cling so immensely to these ideas... Anyone that has a contraindication for what it is that they so firmly believe in view that as a threat to their very existence. And I get the kind of funny feeling that that's part of why little old me with maybe five people who are paying attention to me, including this, this schmuck, decided that I am very specifically a little little minnow and I deserve to be squashed because I am a threat even my little itty bitty voice because even my little itty bitty voice has more authority in reality than the stuff in their weird little book so I kind of wonder what do you think maybe they know full well that they're full of shit and uh, anything that's reality could actually destroy it. So, you know, lash out first, alpha strike, and, and crush it underneath the boot heel. Yeah, and when they know that... Um, when they can't get you to toe the line or bend the knee, as it were, to their religion, you know, they'll go after you personally. They will do their best to... They will do whatever they can to bully you into either stopping talking about them or giving up. Capitulation. And that this, yeah, and saying that this fight is too hard. Yeah. And, you know, but the trouble with it is we of the rational mind, we of those who think critically, we are the shore and they are the waves because it's the same crap over and over and <laughs> over again. Yeah. And they have worn a lot of us down to the point where we've just said, there's no talking to you because you won't listen. You won't discuss the second we debunk the same argument that you were making 10 years ago. Again, you just get right back up and do it again. 
you are the worst programmed game sprite in video game history because we know your damn patterns already. Ooh, that's 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 a good one. Uh, yeah. By the way, um, Stephanie, the sad part is that you are destroying what they have based their whole lives on. Wow. Um, that's how they see it. Yeah, but you very you reminded me of, uh, and I've uh, I've I've got to I got to find the video to add it into the show notes for later. Uh, the one conversation where a gentleman in his seventies, I want to say, was t- uh, was uh, at a uh, was at a a, a a talk with oh god, what the hell was his name? Uh, the, uh, the biologist, naturalist. Uh, he he's he's one of the four horsemen of the of the oh uh, Dawkins. I think so. Richard Dawkins? Yes. Yes. And was saying that I've I've given my life over to the church for the last 60 years and are you trying to tell me that I've completely wasted my life on a lie? And he was utterly heartbroken is the only way that I can describe it. And I I I feel sorrow for this guy because what he had to have been dealing with in that moment had to have been absolutely heart-wrenching for him because the logic of everything simply tears away all of the lies and all of the all of the misinformation that had been instilled in him for decades and into society for literal centuries. And I can understand where somebody could be so threatened by that that they would lash out. I mean, I, I, I've said it before, I'm not the bulldog type. I don't want to ever be that type. I don't think every once in a while I might want to, but we've got we've got other people, and that's 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 much more the the ladies' job, uh, Susie and, and uh, you know Ashley. So, yes, I still think of you guys. Shut up. I don't want to be the guy to push these people in a what's the word that I'm looking for in a mean-spirited way I want there to be actual understanding and education I don't want to be the guy that's being a malicious son of a bitch I, I, I don't I don't find that as being worthwhile so yeah um Joseph, since uh, since you're back, what I was what I was saying a couple of moments ago, which kind of tied onto what you were talking about, was that um, these people who've got incredibly uh, incredibly myopic ideas of what you know what what is reality, you know, based off of uh, religious ideologies, especially that any 
any piece of reality that can be that can be shown, that can be demonstrated, that can be proven, itself, kind of like the way that you were saying, is itself a threat to their very idea of what reality is. So the natural, the most natural thing would be to attack what will destroy what they believe is real, because the the quote that I was trying to remember was. Anything that can be destroyed by the truth deserves to be destroyed by the truth. Um. Yeah, and I guess in this context, truth means reality itself. Yeah. Basically, I have to. I have to find that. I have to find that quote so I can say it correctly. But the our goal in life is basically to learn as much about our surroundings as possible um, you know to make survival easier for ourselves and for others um, but to somebody who doesn't know how to judge the value of anything for themselves well basically their survival depends on their belief system basically or whatever they were brought up with until that point whatever model they're imitating. And this is going way down to like even our subconscious, even on the subconscious level. Um, when you're arguing with like, for example, a, a believer apologist, um, this is what you're arguing with basically. So basically what they've been, what they're going on is that um, my worldview, want to call it that, um, is what has worked for me so far. I don't understand anything outside of that. And so, as so long as things are going well for me, well, you're not going to be able to change me. There's that. Uh, and I did find the quote, and I found out that it has been misattributed to Sagan for years. I did not realize this. Apparently, it originally comes from uh, fantasy author P.C. Hodgell's novel, Seeker's Mask. The actual quote is, That which can be destroyed by the truth should be. And apparently, it, uh, it dates back to 1994. And uh, apparently... In general, the, in general, the word... I, I, I avoid the word truth. Like oh, oh, I know, I know. And you know for well I do too. In this specific context, I understand what it means. Yeah. And I, I, I think that we can pretty well uh, agree that the, the context of this is that which can be destroyed by reality should be. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh. Uh, any concept that doesn't match reality, yeah, is actually bad for our existence, actually, because we're misinformed about our environment, and uh, yeah, well, if we're trying to live day to day on bad information, then yeah, well, it's going to affect us and probably affect others. Oh, uh, now I'm trying to remember where that quote was. Uh, anything that, that um, 
but you take this conversation between ourselves. And I mean, um, we're all critically thinking people. We've, we've passed this stage um, where we let other people decide for us what's good or bad for us. I mean, we're actually, we're, we're looking at our, our surroundings and we're trying to determine how best to, to deal with the things around us. So basically what we're doing is exchanging survival information. Oh, I learned this about my environment. Yeah, this is what I've observed and I'm like exposing it to you guys so that you test it for yourselves. I'm not expecting you to take my word on any fucking thing at all. Um, you know, here it is. Try it. Whereas um, in a believer mindset, it seems to be more they're just comparing the information they have in their heads to unite them to make to make them the same. Yep. And I found the other quote that I was looking for. Um, Professor Feynman. Oh my God. I still love this. It doesn't oh, matter how him. beautiful your theory is. It doesn't matter how smart you are. If it doesn't agree with experiment, it's wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah. That old, that old chestnut. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I, I think we, I, I think we posted that one on a couple of shows on this. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we have little show ours before. God damn it! And it's funny that that we we have no problem at all being wrong because if we learn that we're wrong, then we don't have to be wrong anymore. And actually, we've learned something new about our environment, and we've made the world a better place for ourselves and each other. Exactly. But that is yet again another one of those items that we've talked about before where it's, well, if I'm wrong, I'm lesser because people will see me as lesser because I've been taught that you should never be wrong. <clears throat> what horseshit. Yeah, actually. Um. You know what? The next... Okay, I'm going to put this out there for not just the hosts, but for all of you who are paying attention to us at this point, the next time somebody gives you any kind of a hard time about being wrong about something, or if you think about, you know, accidentally considering that somebody's got something wrong, that there's just something lesser about them in some way, shape, or form, ask yourself, how many times were the Mythbusters wrong about something and do we think that they are lesser people because they got it wrong? Hell no. We find that fun when they get it wrong and they go, wait a minute, that's not what I was expecting at all. We weren't expecting this to happen at all. You know, I mean, things like a, a errant bouncing cannonball that shouldn't have ended up in somebody's living room. You know, shit like that. That's, or, that's, a, that's a bad moment. <laughs> yeah, or, um, you know, what happens when we set all this coffee bait on fire? <sighs> yeah, uh, mm, that's, a, that's, a, that's a bad moment right there. Oh, what on fire? Okay. Um, Non-dairy creamer. Yeah. That oh, powder. Um, 
Joseph, have you ever heard of like a, you know what a coal dust fire is or um, uh, a grain yeah. dust fire? Oh, yeah. Well, you can recreate that same experiment with Coffee Mate. Yep. Or pretty yeah, much right. any any kind of dust, really. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, you just get the activation energy. And in this reaction's case, surface area. Yeah. Go <laughs> high school chemistry. Thank you, Mr. Hill. <laughs> Okay, look, to be honest, my, my two years of high school chemistry, because uh, we took general sciences in grade 10, but 11 and 12, we got to specialize. My chem teacher, Mr. Hill, was quite possibly the maddest scientist I have ever met. And think about it. I grew up in the age of MacGyver, the yeah. real MacGyver, <laughs> where we would see it one night and then he would try to recreate it in our next class. Oh. <laughs> we had fun. Oh, although the, the one with the, uh, the sodium and the contact C capsule and the uh, coffee mate jar full of water, we didn't try that one. No, no, for, because, for, for good reason. Yeah, explosions, not a good idea. Anyways, Joseph, um, what the Mythbusters did one time is they took a... Um, very large container. Like a 55-gallon drum worth almost. Yeah, full of coffee mate, uh, the, the powdered stuff. And they blasted it with air and then lit it to see, you know, would it actually work? The explosion that happened. Well, uh, uh, well the, uh, okay, okay, let's, let's be fair. It wasn't so much an explosion so much as it was a fireball. Yes, a, a voluminous ignition, a let's put yes. it that way. Yes. Um, the, the resulting fireball was so big <laughs> and so intense. Now, these were the three junior Mythbusters that were doing this. And the camera panned to their faces as this thing took ignition. <laughs> they started walking backwards because... Walking, he says. They, they, no, they, they were honestly... They, they honestly had an on-camera, oh, crap moment. <laughs> it's true. It's very they, you know, well, I mean, what is it they do? Okay, they tested it, they proved it. Now let's amp it up and see what happens. And they thought they were back far enough. They weren't. Like or, I said, well, they, they thought. They were. Yeah, they, they thought. And I think they were. But it got, okay, it was like the dog in the Foghorn Leghorn cartoons. You yeah. know, you yeah. tie the leash. You smack them. You run back behind that one particular line. Yeah, the the line was there, and the fireball got really close to the line, a lot closer than they thought it was going to be. Yeah. So let's just say that the show ended with a few less eyebrows than it started. <laughs> you know, it's very, it's very close. I think. Yeah. Um, considering that uh, Adam lost an eyebrow on on one item, I mean that's that's actually funnier than you realize. Uh, uh, Seeker, by the way, uh, is also uh, is also reminding us failure is always an option. Um, the water heater explosions also. Oh God, that, good, that, that was fun. Good science. Uh, Seeker yeah. is also reminding us that the onomatopoeia for the experiment that we're talking about is F W O O O F F F F F F. Yes. Oof. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's 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 pretty much uh, an inch of crusty dairy creamer on the ground, kind of like if you were to take um, if you were to give uh, Mother Nature the creme brulee treatment, 
only with coffee creamer instead of sugar. Exactly right. Uh, the wind changed direction. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. That didn't exactly help. Um, some dirty undies and a few less eyebrows. Yeah, true enough. And the quote that I was looking for, which is so immensely important. Remember, kids, the only difference between science and screwing around is writing it down. From October of 2012, yeah. according the, the to this. Beautiful thing, the, the beautiful thing about, you know, like you said, you know, we, we eat it up when they would screw up and go, this is not what, what we were expecting. That's how you, science you, works, fucking baby. I know. You, you almost want to hear, you know, the, the guy from, um, from Thomas Dolby, you know, just jump up and, you know, in reverb, science. <laughs> you know the song, She Blinded Me With Science? No, I got, yeah. I got, I got you. Yeah. I got you. I don't know that he's alive anymore. Well, oh, but anyway. you know what I mean, though. Like, you know, you say that, now I keep thinking to myself, I would love to get Beekman on this show. God damn it. You know, I should just get the hell over myself and actually put out these feelers and ask people, God damn it. Yeah, I mean, the worst they can say is no. Well, actually, the worst they can probably say is like, are you effing kidding? But, you know, the, the thing is, him chilling with people who either grew up on him or, you know, have kids who grew up on him. I think it, I think he'd find it kind of fun. Who are you talking about? Sorry, there is a, there's an actor who portrayed the character known as Beekman on a TV show called Beekman's World. Uh, it was originally a cartoon for uh, kids that was usually put into newspapers so that kids could learn a little something about science. They'd write in, and the guy would uh, would draw the cartoons that actually explained the scientific qualities of the questions that were put in. But in the 90s, there was a TV series called Beekman's World, kind of, uh, kind of the same way that you had uh, Bill Nye the Science Guy, only Beekman was uh, a little bit more out there in a lot of ways. And I much preferred Beekman because I, I, I happen to like the way that it was dealt with. Mm. It was see about, uh, see about that sometime. But... Um, it was still a lot of stuff that was based on science, and it turned out that there were a lot of times where the same question was answered, uh, sorry, various different problems seemed to all have the same answer, which tended to be air pressure, because we really don't think about how amazing air is around us and what it does. Because, I mean, you know, it's just always around us. We don't ever think about it. All those things. Uh, Seeker, by the way, is saying, I knew Carbondo was flammable. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure Carbondo's got some um, some alcohol-type stuff that, that gases. At, so, yeah, that's, that's fun. Why is dairy creamer flammable? Short answer. Dairy creamer is not flammable. Um, flour is not flammable. However, if there is enough dispersion mm. and enough heat and enough surface area. Yeah. And oxygen. And oxygen. Yeah. 
Which um, is which is why what they did was they basically blew a giant air cannon down the bottom of it, floofed it up into the air with a with a road flare in the middle of it, yep. and they got an ignition because they had enough room and enough yep. heat and enough air and enough surface area, and suddenly everybody's running for the hills because yep. holy shit, that was amazing. Oh, okay, I, I've I've said this one before, but I don't know if Seeker heard this um, when I when I said it the first time. Um, I told you my chem teacher in high school was a mad scientist. The best kind. First day. Okay. This, this is first day chemistry 100. Walks in. He says, I want to show you something. He grabs what looks like, you know, a cookie tin. A small one. Okay. You know, about, you know, like something you'd buy at, at the store to put your own cookies in to give to somebody for Christmas or something. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know, not not too big, not too small, and there's a hole punched through the bottom of it, and a a little piece of tube uh, welded into it, and attached to that tube is a piece of surgical tubing. You know the stuff that makes just absolutely gorgeous slingshots. You know the stuff I'm talking about. I got you. Oh yeah. Okay. So he he shows us this this device and um. He goes back to the front of the class. He says, okay, so you see what I've got here? Now watch this. And he takes a um, uh, container that has, he called mushroom spores. Basically a fine dust. Mm-hmm. He pours the fine dust into the into the cookie tin. Not much, just, just a little bit. Just this little bit. Then he goes and turns the lights off in the, pla- in the class. Comes back. Lights a match. And he just touches it to the top of the pile of the mushroom spores. Just enough to get an ember. Okay? All right. Puts the lid on the cookie tin. Adjusts his safety goggles because you're damn right. He's got the safety goggles. (laughs) Oh, that's when you know shit's going to go down, man. Yeah. He holds the cookie tin out at arm's length. Takes the surgical hose to his mouth. And and we got... The miniature version. This was day one of chem class. I bet he was, he was your favorite teacher, wasn't he? Any person that can blow that is willing to blow something up within the first ten minutes of knowing me, <laughs> I can live with this. You know so, what? Yeah. Um. That's... That. We we need that kind of science. No, no, we don't. What we do need are teachers who are yeah. that invested and who have such a passion for the art that they just enjoy sharing that. Let me give you another one. <laughs> oh, no. When you start laughing like that, oh, God. All right, all right, all right, go so, on. Okay, I'm actually dialing back a year earlier than that to my general sciences 100 teacher. All right. Uh, Day one. Look what I got in this test tube. Okay. Holds it over an open flame. A Bunsen burner. Mm, Bubbles, boils, turns from one color to another. Pretty lame. Okay. Comes up with another one. Uh, This time... 
the there, there's just a tiny little bit like if I if I could actually get up to it, I could probably count the grains of what was in the bottom of that test tube, and it was orange in color. It was a fairly big tube, so you could actually see what was going on. Uh, but he also packed the top of it with glass wool. Basically, a, uh, a, a it was a cork of sorts, a plug, but one that would allow air to escape if needs be. Okay. Okay. He holds that over the Bunsen burner. Like I said, there's just this tiny little bit of this orange powder in the bottom. The heat set this stuff off. Suddenly, it it didn't explode, but it, it, it combusted and turned into half a test tube full of a gray powder. Again, he's trying to he's trying to demonstrate chemical reactions. Um, I when found out from a friend of mine who had taken the the course the last semester. Um, he hadn't packed the the glass wool quite right. So when it erupted, the cork popped and the shit sprayed all over the classroom. <laughs> and he just kind of looked around and went, oops. But and the science teachers I had, even back in junior high, they, like you were talking about the passion or the, the ability to be, to relate to the students. It was, I looked forward to those classes. You know, even the one who used um, a two by four to get people's attention when they were talking too much. No, he, he would bang his bookcase. No, I know. Or, I know. Or my other personal favorite, um, exam time. I'm writing my test. Head down, you know, I'm, I'm not at the front of the class. I'm a couple of desks back. But I know that to my rear left, I can hear these two troublemakers talking. And I'm working away, you know, just doing my thing because I got to get this shit done. And all of a sudden I hear, psst. Hmm? Psst. I look up and there is the teacher. And he's giving me this look like, just move your head a couple of centimeters to the right, will you? Then I see what's in his hand. Yeah. I duck. You know those big rolls of paper that the teachers used to get? Mm-hmm. Oh, the industrial uh, you know, they had brown the, rolls? Yeah. Yeah. And you know they had the, the plastic stoppers on either end? Yeah. To, to keep the tube from collapsing? Yeah. Yeah, he would collect those. He baseballed one of those things at those two guys. <laughs> oh, no. And I mean, he aimed, I mean, he, he didn't hit them. The cabinets behind them. It was a three-point shot. I just heard this ting, ting, thump. Scared those two guys out of a year's growth. They looked up and looked at him, and he went quiet. I didn't hear a peep out of them for the rest of the class. Or another time. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no. I'm sorry, go for this. No, that, that that's that's enough on that one. The the only one that I know of that was like that, the junior high that I went to, there was one math teacher. I didn't have him. I just knew him personally. Um, he had a, a little mini air horn in in the 
top filing cabinet. And he would only do it once a year when it was really necessary. Only one class, once a year, and everybody knew because everybody heard it. And it's just all of a sudden. You know, that was one thing about my English teacher back in high school. She didn't need an air horn. She was an air horn. (laughs) Then again, the teacher I'm thinking of is also the same one who um, destroyed the last glass blackboard that they had in that school at that time. It was, it was wow. a long story. Of, yeah. Kind of reminds me of Sister Mary Elephant. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Clap! Class! Shut up! Thank you. <laughs> I have to keep that in mind. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. Um... Oh, well, I didn't realize what time it was. We're, uh, like, uh, out of time. Shoot, I've been having too much fun <laughs> with you guys on this one. Um, wow. Shoot, Dallin, two nights in a row where we've actually had so much fun we kind of lost track of time. This is this is a good week, I would yeah. say. <laughs> um, I'm going to start patting our show notes here. Yeah. It's, that's, the co- that's the Kramer cannon. Okay, to be fair... I, I I did actually pull that very same one. It, it's the the other one that I need to grab is the uh, the one for um, uh, Doctor Dawkins. I'll have to uh, I'll have to find that momentarily. Uh, yeah, since we've got to wrap up and get our collective tulkuses out of here, uh, you know what? I've I've had more than enough to talk about. I, I will I will just close with uh, like a five seconds. Of this I ain't going anywhere. I'm going to continue doing the phone cast, and if people don't like it, they can just bite me. Yeah. Oh, uh, where is this going to be available? Uh, where, where, where is what going to be available? Uh, the phone cast, you're recording it, right? Yes, it's actually on our very same channel. So uh, okay. I'm, I'm making sure that I'm putting it into its own playlist so that we've got that available. And shoot, I have to talk to, I forgot I got to talk to Becky again. I got I to check on that. Uh, Joseph, was there anything uh, left over for you that you want to go ahead and get out for us? For yourself? Mm, no, I'm, 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 I'm good. All right. Dallin? I think I'm done. Uh, just except to say, um, screw the haters, full speed ahead. Uh, what is, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll take a listen to that afterwards. I have no idea what that is. That, that's the class class. Shut up. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Way we're old. need that thanks I heard that I'm not deaf yet (laughs) Bridget anything for you because you Mm. haven't talked like worth enough no everybody wear a mask please oh god yeah tell me about that (laughs) don't have to tell me twice (laughs) <laughs> so we'll just we'll just go ahead and we'll just call it. So 
as always, everybody, thank you very much for being with us. I hope that you had yourself a good time, because uh, I know we did this time. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, absolutely, do do take very good care of yourselves, and uh, we hope they had something, uh, found something worthwhile in all the stuff that we talked about. Joseph, you have a, uh, you have yourself a good morning, and uh, good luck for the week. Um, I hope things are going to be uh, going okay for you. I haven't been, uh, I haven't been keeping tabs on what's been going on for you, so uh, good well, luck. Yeah, uh, Tuesday is the 14th of July. Yes, it so is. It's our, so it's a holiday, but I have to go into work Monday. Mm. I'll probably be the only one in the King Entire building. Because, you know, the French and their uh, pont, as they call it. It's when there's a holiday in the week. Between the weekend and uh, a day in the week, and they they call it literally a bridge. So, fourteenth of July is on Tuesday, and well, we're in the weekend now. So there's little chance that people are going to go into work Monday. They turn a weekend into a four day holiday. No, I get you. Wow, that'd be really nice to be able to do around here, wouldn't it, Dylan? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Well. In that case, good luck. I hope that uh, I hope that your week is um, otherwise uneventful for you. Ah, I hope so too. And same to you too, sir. I appreciate it. <coughs> Excuse me. No worries. Got to get a cough button for your. You know what? No, there there is no such thing that we can do on the on the desktops. Damn it! I'm sorry. I just hadn't. I just suddenly had a flashback to uh, the radio station once upon a time ago and. Yeah, there is actually such a thing as a cough button, but um, that's a that's all of that. Bridget, hi. Hi. Yeah, I know. Uh, for those of you that don't know, yeah, we kind of we kind of talk a little bit before the shows, and yeah, I'm really hoping that you have yourself a a decent enough week because Lord knows there's been enough shit going on, don't you think? Yeah, there has been. So, you take care of yourself. Thanks for being. Thank you. So close yourself out for tonight. Fuck Mike Pence. Uh, all right, now see now now you're just now you're just changing the timetable of all this stuff. I mean, we need to hear about you. Say thank you. Tell people how they can get in touch with you, and then you go ahead and you just drop off an f bomb all over the place. I mean, there, there's a there's a way these things are supposed to work. Okay, well, um, you can send me a friend request on Facebook, Bridget Fitch, or find me at my blog, BridgetFitch2112.wordpress.com. And fuck Mike Pence. There! See, is that really so hard? See, now I gave you two, so you get and, and fuck Trump, too. Yeah, um, you, you want to add Bill Barr onto that one, too, while you're at it? Oh, and fuck Bill Barr with, like, a giant flaming cactus turned sideways. I don't really like that idea. I mean, the, well, no, it, it's just a matter of that. Uh, I mean, depending on which cactus you talk about, I mean, the, if you talk like about cactuses. like the, the, the big tall ones with the, with the, with the arms, those things are like yeah. super like endangered. And you, you kill one of those once they finally gotten like a, a sideways branch. That's like 75 years worth of growth or something like that. I mean, could, couldn't we pick something else? 
you know, like no. a, a like a, a sequoia, for instance. No, I I want specifically a flaming cactus turned sideways. Okay. Poor cactus. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the sad part of it. But uh, okay, ha, um, how about how about how about a, how about a porcupine instead? Porcupine, you can't do that to a porcupine. Well, okay, a wolverine then, because they deserve it. Okay. I mean, it's not like you're gonna piss off a wolverine any worse than what it usually is. How about I, uh, how about just a honey badger? Because they don't give a shit anyway. <laughs> there you go. Okay, I think we found it. Um, honey badger. Uh. Yeah, they probably do that. I'm just gonna go. Yeah, all right. <laughs> like I give a damn. <laughs> but he might enjoy it. The well, yeah, honey badgers usually do enjoy that kind of thing. So yeah, that's probably nuts. Yeah. You know what? We'll come up with. Let's let's just let's just finish it off with just fuck bar and, and just be done with it. Now I've got a scene out of the movie Seven that's coming to mind, and I don't know if that's such a good idea or such a bad. Echelon, hi guys. <laughs> you know what? Whatever. But still, thank you very much. You take care of yourself, on. Yeah, me too. Dallin, yeah, like I said, man. Um, two nights of having like too much fun that we lose track of time. That's not a, well. Okay, me because I'm I'm the one that's actually steering this train. Just, Bad ideas. This this is what happens, isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, no kidding. This is what we signed up for, though, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, an opportunity to turn off a piss off moment into actual fun. Well, you know what they say: uh, pissed off is much better than being pissed on. That's true. Well. I hear the word king shame. I'm gonna reach through the screen and slap you. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm uh, okay. I, I, Good I, I boy. Won't, I won't say Good anything. Good boy. Get the token um, ring and deal from there. I'm sorry. What? Uh, anyways, yeah, I've been a little lax, but uh, I will work on it this weekend. Uh, getting the audio version of this show up to date over at holycraptheblogcast.com. Uh, for anything else that I'm doing, you can also, uh, for conscious streams and other things I like to bitch about, you can catch that over at inthewind.yo5.ca. And now that I finally got my pipes back after, um, a bit of a trod thing there recently, um, the, the kick in the cast will be returning on Monday at uh, kickit.yo5.ca where I'm continuing to post my book. So. Congratulations on all that, man. Yeah. Getting close to that episode 10, too. And no, there I will not be doing a power of 10 on that show. Aww. No worries. That's what you got us for. Which will be next week. As a reminder for everybody, oh. yes, next week will be episode 320, which means a power of 10, which means if you shouldn't be listening to it, because it will be very necessi- very very necessarily a not safe for work episode. So you got a week to plan ahead for it. And if you've got stuff that you want to spill your spleen with, this is going to be a perfect opportunity. Who knows? Maybe we'll actually get um, somebody back, perhaps maybe to, to pop back in again and, and go, you know, what really pisses me off. Yeah. Who knows? We'll see what happens. 
All our information contact-wise is over at holycrapthevlogcast.com. And, of course, if you'd like to leave a voicemail message for stuff that I can you know, talk about on, uh, on the phone cast, that is at 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554. The phone cast will be recording on this same channel, not this same URL, but on Holy Crap the Vlogcast on YouTube, Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern U.S. time for about 45-ish minutes, 50 minutes, and... Thank you guys for being with us, and we hope that you have yourself a safe week, please. We know that people want to get out. We get that. But please, as little as possible, please stay covered up across your face. Because, well, anybody that wants to say that you can't do it, did you not grow up in an area where there was winter as a kid? You zipped up in front of your face. You're wrapped up with a scarf. You can deal with this. Just relax. <sighs> There's just too many people that have been pissed me off with that. And for those of you that are going to be out on the water anytime soon, please remember, do not drink alcohol and boat. You get drunk on dry land, you can fall down and just bump your head. You fall down in the ocean, you fall down in a body of water, you will be swallowed whole. Don't make that mistake. So, until the next time we get together, everyone, as always, on behalf of us all, I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. My lady, 15 years on, I am still in love with you. Matane Fujin, I love you, I miss you, dream of me. Till the next time we get together, everyone, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening. <laughs>